so alone in the world today. I have no idea what's going on anymore. Welcome to the Photo Weekly, the greatest online podcast related to the FODL. Here are your hosts, Red Rascal and Slappy Pappy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome again to the Photo Weekly. Come for the stats, stay for the tangents. My oh my, do we have a huge one for you today, guys. I'm not even playing. Week one of the playoffs are done, and we'll take a look at who's left in the brackets and who's done for the season. Also, we have a special secret guest today you won't believe. Literally, you're not going to believe it, and, and I'm not going to spoil it for you. You have to stick around to, to listen. But it's easily the biggest guest we've ever had on the podcast by a factor of about 10,000, and we've had the surgeon. Slappy, you getting into the right mindset to take care of business and stay in D? You know, I'm in the mindset of whatever happens, happens at this point. Uh, every time I, I think I know how to throw a dart again, I average a 0.2 and like a 19. Um, so I, uh, I'm in the mindset of gonna get drunk and throw some pointy metal objects. And if they land in the places that I want them to land into, outstanding. I'm gonna need more out of out of you from that, but that's that's some weak ass shit. Yeah. Have you been paying attention this season? Yeah, you just kicked ass, and uh, if it wasn't for beef cheating, you would have been not even in this playoffs. Yeah. Well, we don't have a Slappy's uh, suspect salon segment this week but uh it's oh, too bad for anyone interested please please revisit last week's episode um but uh moving on the lead the top five stories this week in the fodl coming in at number five we've got the cleaner with a 4-3 victory over phone jesus cleaner with a 2.0 to pj's 1.6 and a 47.6 to a 45 flat what a match this was it's just a shame it never happened because it never started because over seven legs there was not a single break of throw cleaner took the first leg of cricket with a 2.0 to pj's 1.1 however phone jesus's cast debut didn't last his cast debut nerves did not last as he came back with a 2.3 in the second leg and they continued to trade blows in the high 20s slash low 30s darters until cleaner finished the match in style with a 25 darter and the match victory both players checked out respectively phone jesus just eking out the cleaner with a 29 percent to cleaners 27 percent uh but obviously uh it didn't quite matter because cleaner won overall four to three so uh it was a, a great victory uh for cleaner i think it was a closer match than maybe he expected and uh you know Cleaner so far backing up that talk he, he showed us when he was a guest on the podcast. Yeah, and also a good showing from from uh, Phone Jesus. I think uh, you know he's going to uh, he showed that he's got some stuff uh, and will uh, will make some waves uh, in his first season in the league. I think really, I mean, I had picked Phone D, Phone Jesus to win, and I think he will make some some waves in E. I think he'll be a top of the table in E next season. Strong contender yeah. for the top of the table. Number four, Alki got immediate revenge in the playoffs after last week's six to one loss by sweeping Scooter Magooch five nothing in the first round of the promotion playoffs. 
He came out roaring into cricket with a 2.7 and a 3.1. Had a bit of a disaster in the first leg of 501, but still managed to take it in 52 darts before coming back strong in the final two legs of the match, taking them in 26 and 24 darters, respectively, including a beautiful 106 checkout to finish the match. Alki checked out at a decent 18%, while Scooter Magooch, as much as we all love him, went over in 22 attempts at the double owie, wowie, and boy, have I been there. Yeah, that's the worst place to be, and and I think uh, it's tough, you know, I think Scooter would appreciate this basketball saying, but it's tough to beat the same team twice in the same season, and uh, he beat Alki in the regular season, but Alki pounced on him here in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I- I've said it before, there's nothing I hate more than playing someone in the playoffs that I beat in regular season. It's just, uh, it's a recipe for disaster, and this this match is is a testament to that. Coming in at number three, we got Hacksaw with a 5-3 victory over Doughboy, a 2.7 to a 2.8, and a 61.7 to a 55.2. They split cricket, Doughboy taking the first with a 2.7 MPR. Hacksaw came back screaming with a 3.4 to take the second. They continued to hold the throw in 501, going back and forth with 25, 27, 27, and 26 darts until the seventh leg of the match, in which Hacksaw finally broke Doughboy in 22 darts. And he held again in the eighth to take the victory with yet another 22 darter. Unbelievable. I mean, this is the C division match i mean it it was better than almost every other match that we saw maybe not the a match but i mean it's definitely better than the b match i mean it was a tight one all the way through and uh hacksaw just edged out doughboy in the doubling checking out 20 percent to his 18 percent. and like you said it was the 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 one break that did it and man what an exciting match it was a lot of fun to watch and it was my first time winning a boatload of beef bucks because <laughs> I think I was the only person to bet on Hacksaw, and I just raked I, him like I believe forty thousand. Yeah, what a what a showing from him, man! Great darts, Hacksaw, and what a great season from Doughboy. He's always solid, and uh, yeah, Hacksaw just came through on this one. Doughboy, I feel like is one of the most underrated dudes that like he's involved, obviously, and you know he's a huge part of the league. But I feel like we got to hear more from Doughboy. We got to get Doughboy, Josh, right in. Tell us, like you know. I think, A, he's got to be top-tier best-looking dudes in photo. Not to be crushing on my man, but sorry, Josh. But two, he's in Colorado. He likes the Broncos. Like, he he's, sounds like a really awesome dude. Like, Josh, we got to hear more about you. What's going on? What's going on in your life? Why don't you come on the pod? Give us an interview. Yeah, we, we got to get Josh about, on the pod. Uh, we can talk about when John Elway took out my Jets in, uh, I think it was 1998, in the... Uh, AFC Championship. Well, every time I think of the Jets, I just think of Joe Namath being so, so dr- drunk and trying to kiss Susie Elwer. Yeah. And I was, that was so unbelievably baked. And my uncle and I were just sitting there like, what does, did you see? Like, did that just happen? Like, what's going on? Like, yeah, literally that was like, Tiva back to be like, what just happened? <laughs> that was some big anniversary. It was like the 30th anniversary of ESPN or something. And they're all high-fiving themselves and congratulating themselves on a job well done. And then they put a fucking shit-faced Joe Namath on the air. I want to kiss, kiss you. I want to kiss you. Oh, God. That was painful. Man, amazing. 
Yeah, poor Broadway Joe. Hey, you won it in 1969, Super Bowl three. Only the second team to win a Super Bowl, and never again. Ugh, God, my life as a fucking Jets fan is is almost as bad as my life as a dart player. At least you're not a Falcons <sighs> fan. I just had was- a post about how one year the Falcons, the Dukes, and Georgia Bulldogs, my three teams, all lost in the national in the championship game after leading and like getting their hearts stolen. And it was not a great year for Red Rascal Sports. Well, I told you already that Dan Quinn is a personal family friend. And uh, so the historically failed Super Bowl from a couple of years ago was, uh, uh, yeah, it hit home. So even though I, I'm not a. It wasn't a on Dan, fan. it was on what's his face, Sarkeesian. Or... No, fuck that. It's it on the head on, coach. Uh, it was on the, I mean, it is, you're right, but it was, it was some terrible play calling. Number two, Bud the Chud, five to three over the author. 1.9 in cricket to author's 1.6. And in 501, it was not much better, 48.8 to 49.9. Uh, so author, even though he lost the match, shot better in 501. Bud swept cricket with 1.7 and a 2.2. And things started to look grim for him as the author came back and took the first three legs of 501 on the trot before Bud woke back up and took three legs in the trot of his own for the victory. Uh, really not the finest performances we've seen from either of these players. Sub 2.0 NPRs, sub 50 averages, you know, only two legs of 501 and under 30 darts. This is the B division. Like I said, C division made it look a whole lot better. Yeah. One can only assume that these two love each other so much that it was just too much for them to go their hardest against one another. And so they were just taking it easy on each other. And, and, but, uh, has the the stoner heart, stonier stoner. He's not a stoner, but his heart is made of stoner stuff. You know what I'm saying? Stoner stuff? No, like I don't heart know made of saying. stone, stonier. Yeah, I think you know, uh, I think it was uh, actually I got some behind the scenes scoops. I think author was home alone with his kids and. Uh, his kids kept waking up mid mid match and coming downstairs and asking for water or distracting him, and that's stressful. I, that's a stressful situation to have to be worrying about taking care of your children while you're trying to have a darts match underhand. So certainly feel for him. Uh, I, I have to say I was rooting for Bud since Bud's only in the playoffs because of my amazing 180. Um, but you know, uh, you hate to see the author lose when he when he's gotten distracted, and clearly neither of these guys do their best. Yeah, I mean, you did put your. Uh... You're who you got on Bud last week that surprised me, and uh, lo and behold, uh, you're catching up to me. Not really. <laughs> Coming in at number one, we got the left-hand hooligan with a 5-2 to two victory over the train, a 2.8 to a 2.6, and a 53.1 to a 52.1. Left-hand swept cricket with 2.6 and 3.0 legs, including a 9 mark in the first with all three darts into the treble 18. Train took advantage of Hooligan's double trouble in the first two legs of 501 before the bad guy got bad again and took the next three with back-to-back 23 darters and a 26 that included a 177 to finish the match and secure the victory. Neither player checked out at their typical standard. However, Hooligan's power scoring just really gave him too many opportunities, going 3 for 33 to give him 9%, to trains 2 for 21 to 10%. So 
really there it was it was just power scoring that was the difference in um and left hand also swept cricket which you know going up two nothing is always going to be a more advantageous position than splitting or being down oh two and he took advantage of that position yeah and uh, you know it's also it's the playoffs it's also the first round of the playoffs uh, you know everybody's standard uh is is dropping a little just like nerves and uh and pressure and um so you know, I, I don't think it's that atypical for everybody's, you know, because that's been the trend for this week's lead is that uh, standards have dropped a little, um, especially in the Playoff higher division. People are nervous. People are nervous. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Except for C, apparently. What? Except for C division. Oh, except for C. <laughs> I thought you said it's that first C's apparently, and and uh, that. That needed Out on the ferocious seas. Yeah, exactly. We got uh, we got the old man in the sea. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Fail of the week. <laughs> you are so bad. This week's fail of the week goes out to one of our photal rookies who threw a 0.7 cricket leg in his very first postseason match of the league. That's right. It's Wolverine, who started things off with not one but two full-blown misses against Blademow on Wednesday night before he was finally able to connect his tungsten to any useful wedge, this one being a single 19. He then threw his very best round of the leg, that being a two-mark, hitting a single 16 and a single 15, a fascinating two-mark indeed. After that staggering figure he put up, he decided he didn't need his next three darts and went for another miss and used his turn after that to hit his final mark of the leg, splashing into a single 19 in an attempt at the ball before Blade mercifully put him out of his misery. Congratulations, Wolverine, on your fail of the week. It was very bad. And I, I'm not trying to pick on someone in E, but, uh, you know, I think... That's that's probably got to be the worst leg that Wolverine's thrown all season, and he, I, it was so bad. I was like, is he throwing with his non-dominant hand? Like, did he get hurt and like pull an author and punch a wall or something? Like, why? Like, they weren't even close. They weren't they weren't anywhere close to where he was aiming. So, uh, you know, it's probably a lot of playoff nerves. I know he had actually had said uh, that he is running late to that. He had some kind of issue at, at his house pop up. So, probably not enough time warming up, and those are his first few darts, but. You hate to see it. You hoped it would be a little bit more competitive of a match than it was. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, Wolverine, it, it was like they took the adamantium out of your body and you were just that that bony Logan. That's a Marvel reference there for you guys who don't know. I did not know. I did not get that reference. But we do feel for you, Wolverine. We've all been there where we just spend an entire leg forgetting how to hold a dart. Uh, I, I've had whole seasons uh, where I forget how to hold a dart. So. That's a rough one. Congratulations on this notch in the belt of fail of the week. Leg of the week. Well done. For the second podcast in a row, this week's leg of the week goes out to our good friend, the Nooch, who, despite a 5-2 loss against the Surgeon, managed to throw the most impressive leg of the match, that being a beautiful 18-darter in the fifth leg. He started things off with a ton 40 and immediately followed it with a ton 25. Had a momentary lapse with a 41, uh, but then he came back strong again, his next three darts, throwing a 99. He all the way shared. <laughs> that's not shared. He all the way sharded during his next turn. So he threw a 14 while he was cleaning up his underwear before 
Is that all the way sharded? Is that a phrase that I'm unaware of? Yeah. Uh, no. Like, I mean, he, he did all the way sharded. Like he shard, like he filled his underpants. He's got like turd touching cotton. Yeah. My brother-in-law always says TTC when he's saying he's about to shit his pants. Like, I got turd <laughs> touching cotton. Uh, so he threw a 14, and then he took out an 82 with his final three darts for the leg win. Nooch, you may have lost the match, uh, but we hope it's some small consolation that you win leg of the week. And we talked about you pooping your pants. I mean, we've all done it. I've done it a bunch. Ask me, Feezy. It doesn't matter when you poop your pants if you're throwing ton 40s, ton 25s left and right. That's what I'm saying. I'll fill my underpants every night if that's if if I get the Nooch's averages. Seriously. The performance of the week. If your name's not Congra, congratulations. Speaking of the Nooch, this week's performance of the week goes out to the Surgeon, who won 5-2 against the higher-seeded Nooch on Thursday night. He swept Cricket and started things off with a ridiculous 3.6 and followed with a solid 2.6. Kept it rolling into 501, taking the first with a 22 darter before Nooch hit back with the 22 and the aforementioned 18 darter of his own. Surgeon then fired back hard, taking the match with 25 and 22 darters to close things out. Over five legs of 501, he had 10 95 plus rounds and checked out at 21%. Congratulations to the commissioner on your performance of the week. It was it was very exciting to watch, and we were watching on DC since it didn't get cast, but. Man, it was uh, very exciting. Very, very exciting. We act, we probably should have given fail of the week to uh, Dilly, who did not cast uh, because he just was playing video games. And in, in Dilly's defense, I don't think anyone actually like reached out to him directly. They just assumed he was looking in Slack, which he has said in the past he doesn't look in Slack. But still, like maybe the, the league needs to fail of the week, but we didn't get that match cast or, or the other match after it because of uh, technical issues. So uh, we got to step our game up, especially for the playoffs. But um, Wow, what a what a match that was in Surgeon. You could tell we were talking to him before he went in. He was he was in the right mindset to kick some ass. Yeah, he was pretty jacked up. He was pretty jacked up for like two hours after the match, too. Uh I was trying to go to sleep and he kept texting. Oh man, all all, all those sixties, oh, they were they were ton eighties if they were millimeter millimeter lower. Uh micrometer. <laughs> yeah. So congrats, Serge. Ladies and gentlemen, right now we have a very special treat for you. We are always happy and excited to welcome guests onto the pod, but this week we have really outshot our coverage. It is our distinct pleasure and privilege to welcome our guest today. You know him, you love him, you probably sub to him on YouTube. If not, what are you doing? It is Jack, a.k.a. The Darts referee jack what's up what's up there he is (laughs) thank you so much for joining us today Uh, no problem hey uh, just to give you an idea of how much you've raised the bar the the profile of the guests on this podcast it would be like if you're throwing friends throwing (laughs) throwing friends around it would be like (laughs) if you're throwing darts with your friends in their garage and adrian lewis walked in and uh, grabbed a beer and then started answering questions for you. So, so again, thank you for <laughs> upping the quality of this podcast uh, trifold. Oh, thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. Before you get too big of a head, though, Jack, it's not like we've had that many really good guests, but you're still the best we've had by, by a long shot. <laughs> thank you very much. 
Uh, let's just start things off with a question that uh, that we ask all of our guests, uh, none of whom have lived up to your prestige. Um, tell us about uh, your uh, your darts history. When did you start playing? Was it family? Was it at the pub with friends? How'd you get into it all? Yeah, it was family. Yeah, uh, my granddad played darts a lot, and I but some of my earliest memories are just watching him play in his garage and. Uh, yeah, so he played. That sort of got me interested, and then he used to watch it on TV a lot. So my, I think one of my earliest memory of darts is watching Dennis Priestley in some tournament. I couldn't tell you what one it was, but I just vividly remember seeing the TV and seeing Dennis Priestley. And yeah, so I got to probably like nine, ten years old, started playing, and that was it. Really, I was pretty hooked straight from the off. Did you start playing with your grandfather? Did he teach you the rules? Uh, did you start playing on your own? How did that go? Yeah, I, I would have started playing with him. Um, I don't really remember him teaching me the rules per se, but I definitely would have started with him. And then, uh-huh. and then, yeah, I got got right into it. And then from that, I was sort of like the first person, other than my granddad, obviously, I was like the first person in the family to start playing uh, playing darts, mainly because of him. But so I kind of got my brother involved and my dad started playing and my mom started playing and eventually we, we all played. So we had a little pub team when I was probably like 13 years old and it was me, my mom, my dad, my brother who was like 10, 11 at the time as well. So <laughs> yeah, very, very good. But I guess, I guess that's, where, that's where it all began for me. That all right, rules. How did you guys do in the, in the pub league? Yeah, not bad actually. So I think because... Because me and my brother were so much younger, um, my my dad was was pretty good. Uh, he was he, he was he was all right. Mum mum for a for, for 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 one of the lady lady players in the area, she was good uh-huh. as well. And then and then my brother, I, I hate to admit it, but he he was he was better than me. Was yeah. being the yeah he was he was he, he doesn't play as much as as he he doesn't play as much as he used to. He he lives in Dubai now. Um, so oh. but there, there's like actually there's like actually darts leagues out there. Um, in, Aren't in you Dubai. going to Dubai? I thought I saw that on Twitter. Maybe you said you're coming. You're going to have a video from Dubai, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. So depending on what happens with lockdown and stuff, we've got I've got a hotel booked. We've got flights paid for. So hopefully we're able to go. Um, but yeah, he, he he plays in a in a in a league. Um, uh, Nitin Kumar plays in the same league as him as well. Who I speak wow. to on Twitter quite a lot. And yeah, I, I mean, I've I've never been to the pub. I've been to Dubai once, but I've never never been to the pub that he plays in. But it's not what you expect from what I've heard. So that was the idea was I'll, I'll make a video. I'll go to Dubai, make a video and show the world what darts in Dubai looks like. Could be interesting. Yeah. Supposedly there's like some other stuff to do in Dubai too, but you know, who cares about that? Yeah. Nah, I'm just, I'm just going for the darts. <laughs> Jack, how's the Q school training coming along? Uh, you know, I, I saw in your last video, you were kind of having a tough mental mindset when it came to practice, mostly due to the weather, but uh how's it going we're we're certainly all rooting for you yeah um it's going okay i i kind of i must admit if you had asked me after month one how would i be getting on after month three i would have said better than i am if i'm going to be mm-hmm. honest um but no it's, it's going all right it's 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 not bad I, I i go through spells of um uh enthusiasm with it so some days i'll practice three four hours and then i won't play for a week and then i'll I have two, three days which is really good, and then two, three days where it's not so good. So it's just trying to keep myself 
keep myself motivated to do it. I also have a full-time job as well, which is a, it's a, I, I climb trees and stuff for a living. So it's very physical. So sometimes I get home and I, I just can't, I can't even throw a dart, let alone want to sure. throw a dart. So yeah, it's just, it's one of those things, but I think that's part of, that's part of the journey because if anyone wants to copy this journey that I'm doing, which obviously I guess a lot of people will, will do in their own little ways, no one's really going to be starting this as I'm a full-time, I can do this full-time because everyone has to go to work and do their normal stuff. So it's quite realistic to what, to what other people will, will experience when they, when they try and go through it. But month three, I think I'm going to try and make the video on Monday uh, for month three. It's, it's about, it's about that sort of time. And, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. I've had a, a bit of an issue with equipment, which I'll I will explain in the video. Um, but no, it's been all right. It's been pretty good. I've ch I changed my throw in the in the second month, and it's starting to become a little bit more like natural. So yeah, I think yeah. I think month month four, month five is when I'm going to start seeing a little bit of solid improvement, and then mm -hmm. I've got seven months to go from there, and we'll see we'll see how we go. Awesome. I mean, we warned you there would be tangents, and here comes your first one. So you're an arborist? Is is that, uh, or are you in land? Yeah, land yeah, here? yeah, yeah. Arborist. That that's the one. That's the one. Amazing. <laughs> okay. So are you like taking down major trees, or uh, yeah, what's your what's your day to day usually look like? Yeah. So well, for for England. I guess I, I think I think the trees over over your your way just are just generally bigger. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, I mean the gardens in in England we don't have massive trees, but they're they're still decent sized trees. If so, whether it's taking them down or trimming them or just making them look better or safer, uh -huh. whatever. Yeah, but yeah, lots of lots of climbing, lots of that yeah, sort of stuff. So quite physical. I've got a yeah, buddy who's got an arborist here, and uh, he now works for cell phone companies clearing out trees but also like the experience from climbing trees he uses to go up towers and stuff and that dude is like set for life he's i think he's already retired at my age because he's just made so much money from uh the cell phone companies needing that job so badly uh so if you ever want to move to the states i i, I can get you a job i promise you that that's yeah they want full-time arborists like they, they he's like trying to get all of us to do it we're like we don't have any experience climbing trees man like what, what are we gonna do like go up on a cell phone tower and cut down other trees around it like no it's not gonna happen yeah, no, it sounds good. I mean, the the goal is full time YouTuber, but sure. while 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 I can't do that, I'll I'll continue climbing and cutting down trees. No way, the yeah. goal is full time darter. Once you uh, make Q school. Right? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I I forget I'm trying to do that sometimes. <laughs> uh, so speaking of full time YouTubing, obviously yours is the best uh, dart oriented YouTube channel, but. How nuts is it? How much darts YouTube has grown in the last few years? Um, do you do you think the presence of darts in general has has changed since since the implementation of online play, um, even at the pro level with the PDC home tour? Yeah, I, I don't know really because I I mean I started my channel near pretty coming up eighteen months now, and I I had no idea what to what to expect whether there was an audience for it or anything. But yeah, I I, th I think there's I think there's quite a quite a decent amount of people who who want to watch this sort of this this sort of thing so yeah once the first lockdown hit um i was kind of like steady plodding along i had about three thousand subscribers and then the first lockdown hit and everyone's at home they got nothing to do but watch stuff and it went yeah it went it just kind of blew up really from there and mm. i've just kept going since then but i, I, I don't know if like the um 
the general popularity of darts has grown. I I I don't really know, but I guess it's just because I don't I don't see. I, I'm not I'm not at the events anymore, and you don't you don't the the crowds are always sell out anyway. So mm. I can't really gauge whether it's getting more popular, but I guess it must be. I will say certainly from our perspective. Now, granted, most of us have you know have always thrown darts, but not in any kind of organized way. But in the last few years, especially in North America, it seems like darts has just really taken off, and that might be because we're we're you know hosting an online league and 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 watching four nights a week on on Twitch. But uh, <laughs> speaking of darts in North America, uh, what is your perception of, of darts in North America? Our league has grown now to where we have a decent Canadian contingent. Uh, and our current champion in the top division is a Canuck. Uh, so we don't want to leave those guys out. But, you know, from your perspective, what is the perception of North American darts in the UK? I, I love it. I, th- I think it's great. I think um, I think the the one thing that we haven't really managed to do is to become big. Not, not like huge, but big in America. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there are more Americans and uh, North Americans who are interested in playing and stuff. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, the next big thing is to do big tournaments. I mean, they, they had the, the Las Vegas Desert Classic, but if you ever watch yep. them back, I don't, you, 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 it's not really loads of people in the crowd. I think that's the no. next big thing is to go ahead and do something in America, do something big. Um, but it's that's that's the way that you grow the game is you make other countries that aren't that interested in it interested in it, and that's just that is going to be that's going to be the future. I think. I think. I think America is going to be one of the one of the main, maybe in like 10, 15, 20 years time, probably going to be one of the one of the main countries that are that are interested in it. Hopefully, it's the same with same with the 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 Asian tour and stuff. Like, you've if you look back, there's never been lots of Asian players, but now what they're doing over there is is massive, and they're starting to produce like real top top level players. So, yeah, I I, I hope it continues to grow because the more that it grows, the more that Darts will grow and everything. And I, I see on my analytics on my YouTube that the American fan base or the, the American viewership is is growing. So I guess there's a lot more people watching it now. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think you hit the nail on the head with the the big events. Actually, our league kind of as a league had planned to go to. There was a PDC event planned for New York City in uh, I think May of last year. And then of course- It was uh, June, yeah. We all had our tickets, yeah. Yeah, we all had tickets. We were all gonna stay at a house together and we actually had set up a side tournament uh, at some at a bar in New York City to you know uh-huh. invite all of our fr- friends and fans and, and try to uh, just celebrate darts in America. And unfortunately COVID kind of struck it down. So, um, you know, I, I certainly think you hit the nail on the head and, and uh, you know, at least in, in, from my perspective and Sean, you can kind of weigh in with a different perspective because Sean's from New York city uh, or, or from New York area. And uh, I'm from, um, you know, Virginia. And there's a lot of, of uh, pub leagues in Virginia that uh, are mostly in, in kind of suburban rural areas. There's not a lot of, you know, inner city interest in darts, but I think that's like a huge opportunity. And actually I've had a couple of friends who are, are trying to buy a darts bar, invest in a new bar. They need a new concept. And I've told them like, Hey, look, do a darts bar and and make it serious and like you know don't just don't just be uh you know uh goofy or it, i don't want to talk uh i don't want to talk poorly on flight club because we've been to two flight clubs now we went to the one in, in london and we went to the one in, in chicago and it was great but i think it was frustrating for us because we thought we were going to go in and like actually play 501 or even cricket and the games that they have there are kind of more uh like aimed at a general audience 
And so I think that uh, there's a, a already an existing love of darts in America that uh, eventually I think will grow. And, and certainly that's what we're hoping for with our channel because uh, we want you know more and more people to come in and watch us play darts. And we're certainly not wowing anybody with our averages, but we think the product that we have, the the um, everything that we do is is professional enough to attract new viewers. So uh, yeah, exactly, gears, definitely. Switching gears a little bit. Uh, whose side did you land on in the, the Wayne Martel, Gary Anderson spat from the world championships this year? Uh, and do you think like that type of gamesmanship that Mincer used or allegedly used, I'll say, uh, is a <laughs> part of the, of the pro game now? Um, I, I'm definitely on team Gary for that one. Um, I, I, I was, I was streaming when it was on and I was cringing and there was, there was one point where I actually out loud counted how long it was taking Mensa to to get to the to get like after the darts are thrown to get to the board and throw his first and i mean there are quite a lot of people who said that it was it was like the his mental weaknesses or whatever it was or dartitis or something that was causing him to to take that long but yeah i mean if someone's doing it against me i'm i'm probably quite pissed off so i get i get gary and gary's like one of the most one of the people you don't piss off because he just says he says what he thinks <laughs> there, are, there are there are there are a lot a lot of players who don't really say what they what they think what they feel because they're worried. I guess they're just worried that they're going to get cancelled or DRA fine or something. Gary just does not care. So if you do you think he Gary doesn't off, care? Do you think he doesn't care because he knows only like fifty percent of people understand what he's saying? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think I think we 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 understand him a lot a lot better. I I, I could I could yeah. imagine that that you guys struggle with some of the accents. It definitely takes an acquired ear. I think after watching a lot of British TV, uh, my wife's obsessed with anything British on the television, so we watch it all the time. And I think learning Scottish with your you know, hearing it in your ear is definitely uh, an acquired thing. But uh, I've never had trouble listening to, to Gary, but all, everyone in the league like, posts clips of him talking, and it's like, what did he just say? <laughs> my brother-in-law is from Scotland, and uh, it's only after 10 years of him... Uh, slowly losing his accent that we can carry a, a conversation uh and understand what the hell each other is saying how do you think that that type of gamesmanship uh compares uh, with gamesmanship in online darts um so for example we broadcast on twitch in our league and if your match is cast you literally hear the commentators uh talking trash about you your ter your terrible route using bad math or how close you were on the wire um and you've got to deal with hearing your opponent clinking the darts in their hands or their dogs barking, their wives yelling at them or husbands yelling at them or rascals particular favorite um, players taking forever to throw. Uh, so what are your thoughts on that? Well, the, the, the differences between the gamesmanship on like actual in real life darts and online darts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't really play a lot of online darts. I, I try, but I think I, I just hate I hate the waiting, just mm -hmm. the the waiting mm -hmm. side of it does my head in. So I don't I don't really play a lot. So I've never really experienced any any gamesmanship when I've when I've played online, but I really haven't played much at all. So I yeah, couldn't yeah. really comment. You would think too that we, since you don't have to wait for someone to clear the aki, that it would be a uh, a quicker turnaround oh, online, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was having this conversation with I was playing online with. Um, uh, a guy I know who's a really good dart player, and um, I was just playing rubbish. I was playing really crap against him, like a lot worse than I normally do, which is not great anyway. And um, I just said I, I just can't I can't deal with the with the 
the the waiting. Even though I even though he, he's on the camera and I can see him when he throws and he he throws the exact same pace as you would against someone who you're actually in real life playing against. But for me, it's the fact that because I because I can't see them in front of them in front of me, I can't tell when they're about to throw their last dart, and I can't tell when mm-hmm. I'm about to get ready to throw my first. And uh, yeah, I just I just can't I can't deal with it. I hate I, I hate the the waiting. That brings up an interesting point because there's a, a a split in our league between people who watch their opponent throw on the video feed or people who just get to the Aki and then when they see the score coming on Dark Connect, like throw their darts. And I'm definitely in the former camp where I need to see their darts go in and it kind of helps me with my rhythm. Uh, I certainly have the um, tendency to throw quickly. And so having something to slow me down and, and help me focus definitely helps. But um, it, it, you know, it, I totally get what you're saying, though. I, it, it certainly is not – when you're in person, you can feel someone's rhythm. You can see what they're, how long they're taking, how long it takes them to leave the Aki, stuff like that. And it's, it's really hard to, to navigate over, over the internet. Yeah, yeah. Like if, 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 let's say I'm, I'm, I'm playing a game in real life. I, can, I don't have to look at them to know when they're about to – when they're finished throwing. But you kind of – you have to really concentrate. And the, the other thing is, yeah, if, you, if, you, if you're the type of person to watch the score – and wait for them wait for their score to go in then i kind of i'll i'll stand up to the yoki and i'll wait for their score but then i've kind of i'm not i'm not ready to throw mm-hmm. and then I, I like to i like to set myself i'm kind of i prepare for i prepare to throw before i get to the yoki so if i'm standing at the yoki and i'm and the score goes in and i throw it's kind of i haven't really prepared i just don't like it it's just weird i'm the exact same way someone and, and- and for me, I, that's why I have my camera not on the Aki so that I'm, I'm, you know, away from the Aki when I'm watching their throw. And then I go to the Aki, prepare and throw. Um, yeah. So I totally Yeah, I think, I think if I was a bit more patient, I'd be, I'd be all right here, but I'm just not. <laughs> that's exactly my problem, too, is a, is a lack of patience. <laughs> Jack, we know you were once the PDC ref, and uh, they asked you politely to change your names. Uh, we have, kind of have a similar story with our league. So the FODL originally stood for the Future Olympians Dart League. And we changed our name after finding out how intensely the Olympic Committee will go after copyright infringement. I mean, they will they will chase anyone down who has Olympic or the rings on them or anything. Um, our goal originally was to get Olympics into oh, sorry darts into the Olympics and also to try and train ourselves to be the American representatives to the Olympics for darts. Uh, my question to you is, how in the world is darts not an Olympic sport, especially considering some of the other ones they have? I mean, race walking is an Olympic sport. <laughs> Yeah, no, I made a video about this about pretty about six months ago. Um, I can't remember exactly exactly what I said, but um, yeah, I, I think it should be there. But then at the same time, I kind I kind of understand when people say that it shouldn't, but I personally think it should. I guess what is their yeah. argument that it's more of a, a you know it's not a sport, it's a game. Yeah, I I, I had to look into like all the rules and stuff that that allow new sports to be added to the olympics mm-hmm. and it was it I, I think i think personally the reason why it's it's not there is because they can they can i think they can turn they can turn down a sport if it if it like somewhat embarrasses the whole olympics and oh, i think that's kind of that's kind of where where they would argue i i think i think it's probably got to do it's got something it's got, it's got to have something to do with the with the the alcohol consumption and stuff cuz i looked into that as well and um, up until about two years ago, it was on the, I think it's WADA or something. I can't remember oh. what it's called. The Anti-Doping Agency, World Anti-Doping Agency. Alcohol was actually prohibited until about two years ago when, when, they, when they took it off. So 
it was would, like you, you would you would be you, yeah no yeah so wow. so in a in a in a sport that was um like not run by but i don't know what the word is but adhered to the wada anti-doping restrictions and stuff um you weren't you weren't you weren't allowed to consume alcohol so you wouldn't be able to have a drink when you played if if it was put into the olympics like whatever the last the last one was like five years ago um but i could never yeah, be so, an olympian then i I'd, i have to drink to throw yeah no but you, 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 you can now your, you can your now. awesome yeah. uh, your awesome video uh i i loved how much you uh put your body on the line for for science with the uh a pint for every hundred drinks i mean hundred darts oh yeah 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 that's i like i'm i'm a drinker when i play most of the pros are as well so it's just kind of this it's, it's part of the game no one talks about it i don't know why this is a conversation i have with people all the time <laughs> no one no one ever talks about alcohol and darts but it's there and if ever i if ever i like I, i've i've made videos and stuff like that video i probably got a lot of stick stick for that um saying with comments people saying um oh you you if if you can't play without a drink then you, you shouldn't be playing it's like but all the pros are uh playing with a drink yeah absolutely so that, that's actually well, we uh played in a tournament in chicago with a bunch of uh the top american players and actually matt campbell um who did really well at the alley pally this year but uh from canada but uh we met um we met chuck pulio and he was telling us that when he played Dimitri Vandenberg, he was kind of like mentally judging him because he drank, uh, I think, Malibu rum. And he was like, oh, Dimitri drinks Malibu. Like, I, you know, I'm drinking beers over here. But then he said, Dimitri kicked his ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> Dimitri did an interview. I think it was literally yesterday or it was posted yesterday. And that's the first time I've ever seen anyone because he said he, he calls it the Dimitri special, which made me laugh. But it's that's just Malibu, Malibu and orange he drinks. Yep. But he actually, yep. yeah, he said he said that that's that's what he drinks to calm his nerves. Didn't didn't give a quantity, um, but yeah, I, it's 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 a weird one because everyone just kind of a, a lot of people who aren't in the know assume it doesn't happen, and a lot yep. of people who are in the know just don't talk about it, which is interesting to me. Mm. Uh, will you, for our listeners who uh, are not familiar with the video that we're talking about, give a little uh, a brief. Um, uh, breakdown of the your scientific study that you generously did for us. All right, so so short the short version of it was the more I drunk, the better I got until I got too pissed, and then it got worse. <laughs> it's the window, folks. I've been saying it my whole career. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It is like I, I I'm not going to drop names and stuff, but I know professional dart players who literally have um a permanent marker marked on their bottles of their alcohol <laughs> level their mixer level and the time that they need to start drinking at and how much they have to have drunk by a certain time it's literally it's science it, <laughs> it is it is science you're out there doing the real work your 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 feet to the pavement uh doing the important work for us and we we thank you <laughs> It's a funny game, isn't it? It's a weird game we play. It, <laughs> it is. Speaking of funny, um, so some of our uh, favorite videos of yours are um, are where you rank things, uh, you know, darts brands, PDC World Finals, World Champions. 
Um, and so we thought we could ask you a favor and uh, throw you some of our photo darter nicknames and have you rank them. Um, okay. And so to make it simple and try not to offend anyone, let's say three tiers, good, great, and best. And we'll all know okay. that when you say good, you mean they're crap. Uh, so <laughs> okay. to be fair to everyone else, we won't use what are very obviously the two best nicknames in the photo, uh, Red Rascal, uh, the runner-up to Slappy Pappy. Um, so, all right, I'm going to throw uh, eight at you. Uh, okay. let's, go, uh, let's go three at a time, and then we'll do two. Uh, we'll do a little bracket here. So we got Sweats, Laser Cat, and Left Hand Hooligan. Okay, it's sweats. I, it, it, I guess it kind of depends on what what the context is. If you're just a, if you if it's sweats because you're a sweat, you're just you perspirate a lot. I think that's 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 kind of bad or that's good. <laughs> that's not bad. It's good. Tier right, it's tier right. three. Uh, the the laser cat. That's great. That's best. Yeah, that's going top okay. tier. And um, left handed hooligan. Was that was that was that what it was? Left-hand hooligan, yes, sir. Left-hand hooligan. I'll put that in best as well, actually. I quite like that. Yeah, that's a good one. I agree. All right. The, we're going to do it. Sean, the funny of... thing about Sweats, uh, Sweats has stated he doesn't sweat ever. Uh, so I don't know if he meant like 180 sweats or what. But uh, yeah, it's it's funny that that he is not a very sweaty guy. But he that's his name. And uh, you would assume, obviously, hearing it, that he's sweaty. But he's not. Or maybe he just yeah. dresses for comfort. Who's to say? Yeah. Or or the 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 other one. I'm I'm a big big gamer. If 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 you're a if you're a sweat in a video game, that means you you try really hard, but you're really good. Oh, that's him. That's him to a T. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it could it could it could be that context, in in which case I'd I'd definitely bump him up for it. It depends on the context though. Bump him up to the, the great category, still not best. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh the next set, we've got uh Madhouse, the Dave Little Toaster. And unholy cannoli. Hmm. The mad the madhouse. I mean, that's, is that is that Richie Ed House's nickname? Yeah. 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 It's, it's good. It's, it's, I'll, and I'll, I'll put it in the in the middle tier, the, the great tier. What was the second okay. one? Uh, the Dave Little Toaster. The Dave Little Toaster. I think. Yeah, you go on. Go no, well, it's a you know a, a take on the brave little toaster, but it's a guy named Dave. Oh, okay, yeah. See, I, I'm just I'm not I'm not catching the the uh, like the meanings and stuff. I think yeah, we know what tier, what tier he's in. Yeah, yeah no, I, <laughs> okay. yeah, I, I, it has to be easily understood. I think, but that might just be a cultural thing that I don't understand Sorry. what it is. Sorry, toaster. The ref says you are good, uh, and then <laughs> good. we've got. The unholy cannoli. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it best here. All right, cannoli, you're you're bested. Um, I'm going to add one more so that we have another set of three. Um, so we've got in our final set, um, we've got Darty South, we've got Uncle Corky, and we've got Beef Easy. Darty South. I, I guess that's a, is that. The Dirty South? Is that a reference? Yeah, yeah that's from that. Okay. Yeah, no, I like that. I'll give that a top tier one. Uh, what's the All right. One? Uh, Uncle Corky. Uncle Corky. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'll go great. I'll go great. All right, you squeaked into great. It sounds like Corky. Well done yeah. there. And then, uh, and then you've got beef easy. Beef easy. Oh, so I'm gonna have to go good on this one. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, beef. <laughs> beef and Slappy are rivals. So, uh, and best friends in real life, but also <laughs> darts rivals. So, you made Slappy's day. Okay, yes, good. thank you. Uh, just as a follow-up, Jack, what would your photo nickname be if you couldn't use the darts referee? And I would suggest the tree surgeon and just to piss off our most decorated player whose nickname is the surgeon and to have you come in and be better than him at darts and, and have a similar nickname would be amazing. Yeah. Um, I don't know really. I've never, I've never had a nickname and then, and then the darts ref just kind of is that it just is, it, it just is the nickname now. So yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. You... I don't know if I'd go down the road of the of the trees or or the the lumberjack. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So maybe oh, maybe that, but I've never really put a lot of thought into it. I'm There's I'm not a be an arborist fan of names, anyway. Oh, yeah, I can't so think of one. We're just but... over here referring to ourselves as Slappy Pappy and Red Rascal, and you're you've just you're just eye rolling all over the place. I I respect it. <laughs> What were you saying, Rascal? Uh, I was just trying to come up with another nickname, but I guess you're going to have to come up with something. Well, actually, I think it'd be amazing if you made a Q school and then uh, made the tour and then you referred yourself as the darts referee. That'd be amazing. And that would always come up. Like, they'd love to talk about that pregame about, like, or pre-match about how, like, oh, this guy, here's video of him refing. Like, that'd be so cool. Yeah. I think, I think that would have to, be, have to be the avenue I took for sure. Yeah, and who would blame you? Uh, so, uh, finally, we we know you like to try out odd-shaped darts and other non-dart items, but uh, Rascal and I have recently made the switch to the Loxley Robins, and they, at least for Rascal, have been an absolute game-changer. Um, there's no helping me at this point, but... Um, you know, we know dart designer, savant, and literal sex god, Zach Thornton, designed the Robins and your darts as well. Have you ever thrown with them or any other Loxleys? Um, and uh, if... Okay, go ahead. We'll have I'll just say, um, yeah, no, no, I've, I've never never used... Oh, no, actually, no. I'll say it's here, like, I've, I've used Matt Edgar's darts. They're Loxley. But, yeah, the, the Robins are... Yeah, I, I, I really like the design. The idea of it it's it's more the it's more the idea than the the actual barrel, but uh -huh. yeah, I think I think they're great. Um, this uh, Gary Blades. He, he's he's just started using those. He's he's a, he's got a tour card, so they're actually being used on the tour now, which is mad oh, for wow. what for what seems to be a bit of a gimmick dart. But a lot of people yeah. really like them. Like loads okay. of people like them. Well, I've got a new favorite pro tour darter now, so that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Right. I'll tell you well, this, you're... Jack. If you ever do get a chance to throw them, throw them because it, you know, I see all, I've seen all the videos. I think Love Darts did a video too, but uh, a bunch of people have done videos throwing them. And they're honestly, the first time I threw them, I think I stayed up like two hours later than I intended to just throwing them with a smile on my face because they're just so fun to throw. And they're the path they take to the board is so straight and flat that, like, it's, you know, obviously almost, you know, almost like an arrow. Yeah, I mean it's exactly, exactly. right. So, uh, the best thing too is the grip because you can, if you have a, a good uh, handle on your own grip, you can replicate that grip every time on that dart. 
Uh, and then what's even wilder is it seems like this wouldn't happen, but you can uh, change up your grip and try different grips because you know you'll be able to go back to your your original grip. So it's yeah, they're just yeah, really, they're really fun to use. Yeah, but they make sense, though, don't they? You've you put your yeah. you've got one place to put your finger really to push the dart, yep. and it just works. Is it, it? It must be it must be the easiest dart to pick up and instantly have a grip on. I think so for sure. So. Yeah, I guess that's why a lot, a lot, a lot of people like them. I honestly think too they like help my form. I think it makes it easier to repeat it, and I think it makes it easier to follow through. But that's just you know, at that point, it could be uh, uh, confirmation bias. Yeah, yeah, but it, it it makes sense if you if you've got a dart like mine, which is just a ringed grip all the way up. The whole dart feels the same. It's just yep. it's just your 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 repetition is mm -hmm. going to be whether you get the, the dart in the correct position or not every time. But with those, you don't have to. It, it will be in the correct position every time because you know where your finger sits on that little groove. Shout out to, to Zach and to, to Loxley Darts. Those are, I love the theme too. Like Robin Hood's a cool theme. So those guys are doing great work. So thank yeah, you yeah. for the training reels, Loxley Robbins. <laughs> Jack, thank you so much for your time today. A uh, special shout out to Dragon for setting this up. Josh, you're the best. We love you. Uh, if you don't already subscribe to Darts Referee on YouTube, like get your life together, go do it right now. We'll wait. And uh, also sub to his Life of Luna page while you're there for amazingly cute dog content to share with your wife and get bonus points. And quite in fact, if you subscribe to both the photo on Twitch and the Darts Referee on YouTube, tweet us at photo, <laughs> at photo Weekly Pod on Twitter with a screen grab of your darts referee and photo subs, we will be selecting one lucky winner to win any item from the photo merch store for free. That's photo weekly pod on Twitter. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll do you. I'll do you one more. Whoever, oh, whoever wow. wins, I'll send them. I'll send them one of my shirts as well. Jack, okay, guys. I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you this too, because I saw your video today talking about your merch store. Does it ship to the U S because I'm going to buy a darts referee sweatshirt right now. If it does. Yeah. Yeah. It does ship. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, yeah. we're going in. That's also, so thank you very much. I, I literally was just thinking, like, oh, I'll have to ask him if I can get shipped to the U.S. So, once again, thank you so much for your time, Jack. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, by far the best interview we've had, and we've had some good ones, but uh, we really appreciate you coming on. And uh, good luck to man. We'll, we'll see you in Q school. We'll be rooting for you, and uh, keep doing the great work. You're, everything you put out's been super entertaining to watch, and we've been enjoying it all along. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the time we always wait for. It is the one, it is the only, it is Rascal's Mailbag. Standard flights in the sky, double-double for Lushai. Don't do math like a rook or Krim will get shook. It's Rascal's Mailbag. It's Rascal's Mailbag. Hey guys, it's me Rascal here. Just letting you know, we got some great emails this week. First up, Phil Brown writes in, deeply saddened. Ooh. Regards, Rascal and Slappy. Monday came, get in car to begin the week's commute. Behold, Photo Weekly Pod was delivered. This will be a grand week. Reading the caption for show as I connect my Bluetooth. What's this? Surgeon will be? What a grand, grand week this will be. Rascal would never let me down. He swore that the next time Surge was on, he'd get to the bottom of some past infractions from the photo world. And seeing how I have come to peace with the greatness of the Pappy, he surely will back Rascal up and get some answers. What a grand, grand, splendid week this will be indeed. 
Interviewing begins, softball after softball lobbed. Surely they're letting Surge get comfy before nailing slippery Surge to the wall. <laughs> but no. Rascal even goes as far as saying, no, 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 we will not open the Pandora's box when Surge brings up the topic of Rascal's Conspiracy Corner. Oh, no. Here comes Monday. Later, with the sirens of irony blaring, Slappy Pappy intros sap Slappy Suspect Lounge and begins with a conspiracy that I would have wholeheartedly endorsed a few weeks ago. But I have given that lifestyle up and changed my mindset in to thoughts of L... But I have given that lifestyle up and changed mindset to thoughts of L.H. Hooligan versus the photo world tour have no time to delve into the dramas of others. <laughs> Monday mocks me and gives a shitty grin as I travel the hell that is 270 South in the morning rush hour. Believing I would be the victim of photo gamesmanship no more after the shenanigans pulled last season, I check Slack to see what has happened over the weekend. As I'm glancing from traffic to Slack, Monday kicks me right in the nuts. Canada begins the gamesmanship. My first round opponent, who picked the day to schedule, messages over the wee hours to say he cannot play that day. What does the nice guy do? Looks to schedule to find open slot for cast. Oh boy, only Monday at 8. Fucking Monday. As I'm looking <laughs> for time slots, I see that schedule has winner of my 3 versus 6 seed playing the match, playing the 1 seed. Now I know that once again, Canada and his king has colluded and photal in his version of Vince McMahon to shake the bad guy. This is claimed to be a misprint on questions, but I know it was like a child testing his parents to see what shit they can get away with. <laughs> well, I'm writing to let you know that I will stand against the fury of Canada alone and slay the dragon or try and be in sub slappy suspect lounge next week. I will not begrudge the pod for not fulfilling the promise that was made during a maskless rail bag, but I'm deeply saddened that you have forsaken me as a warning to you from the past about backing your fellow fodlers when they need you. I leave you both with this quote. First, they came for the communists, and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak out for me. Martin Niemöller. Let's go, you bastard of a Monday. It's playoffs, and I'm the mf and motherfucking bad guy. Good day. P.S. Poop emoji, unholy camoli. Uh, Phil, you know, listen, I get it. I get why you're upset, but I just, we can't open the RCC. We can't open that Pandora's box, man. If we get into that, also, just, you never can go back. It's Slappy Suspect Salon. It's not a lounge. It's... It's, yeah, I kept trying to correct that myself, but I was like, no. It's, yeah, no. He wrote loud. You got to read what, what he wrote. Also, no no love. We we gave you performance of the week. Uh, yeah. That must have brightened your Monday a little bit. Mm. I guess not. He's, he's expecting that, but. Speaking I of mean, sassy. I said sassy. Speaking of sassy <laughs> suspect salon. <laughs> sassy passy. Uh, an email from Eric Pitzer entitled Slappy Suspect Salon. Dear Maskell's Railbag, more like Slappy Salty Salon, am I right? Check the receipts, stylist. Get good. Sincerely, the surgeon. P.S. Rascal, what are your thoughts on the Berenstain Bears? You know it's Berenstain, and you know it. We talked about this on the Mandela Effect episode. It's fucked up. You Serge, know, nice. I, Thanks for writing in. Yeah, I could have one. Eight billion dollars 
uh, betting on the fact that surgeon's email would have uh, simply just been get good. Like, mm-hmm. How predictable. Come on. So Come obvious. on, surgeon. Yeah. Get it together, bro. Get it together. I will say he's getting a lot better at interviews. We had a pretty good interview with him last week. I mean, in comparison to his other interviews, it was a good interview. Yeah. In comparison to the one we just listened to? <laughs> mm, not so much. Next up, another email from Philip Brown entitled The Fireman. Shout out to The Fireman. Amazing what you do. Heroes do walk among us. Sorry to hear you're injured, but wish you a quick and complete recovery. Thank you for all you do. For the record, Unholy Cannoli would have stood aside while real men or man rushed into the flames to protect those in need. <laughs> hashtag stay go to, sorry. Hashtag stay golden pony boy. Johnny Cade speaking to pony boy, a.k.a. Unholy Cannoli, while dying from fire-related injuries after killing a sock to protect pony boy, a.k.a. Unholy Cannoli, and then rescuing children in a schoolhouse fire. Hope this is not too soon. But in all serious, Duncan, you're a hero, and I thank you for what you do. Left hand Hogan. Phil could not agree more. Um, if, if you're listening to the pod and you're not aware, our friend and photoler Duncan, aka the fireman, uh, is uh, surprisingly or not surprisingly, as the case may be, a fireman. And uh, he was in a, a really bad fire um, this past weekend. And uh, he has a lot of uh, second and third degree burns all over his arms and legs. I think his, his throwing hand may have escaped, uh, you know, good, but it's. A lot of rehab. Um, we're getting updates from his dad on Facebook, and uh, we've been reaching out from from the league, wishing him well. And uh, so, so Duncan, if you're listening, obviously, man, you know we we've reached out, we've spoken, but we love you. And uh, let us know if there's anything we can do to to brighten your stay in the hospital and make it a little bit easier for you, because obviously we're here for you, and uh, you're the man. Yep. Thank you, Duncan, and we're all pulling for you. Moving on. We got another email from Dilly Paradise. Well, I'm going to start all over, okay? Okay. Up next, we have an email from Dylan Parody entitled Betrayal. I always knew you two were cowards. I, out of the <laughs> kindness of my heart, poiled over a microphone to provide the podcast, of which copied the PSS format and is really just a shallow imitation of the brilliance Krim and I bring to the table. <laughs> okay. With the greatest of sound bites, and yet, and yet, you absolute villains have dragged me through the mud time and time again. I should have seen it coming when Crap School outed the truest of heroes, Pepe Le, from the podcast and had a slappy, crappy usurp his position on the mic. But no, I held on. I held true despite being turned against when I was deemed number two in the voice off by the big yellow, I mean, red man himself. But here we are. Criminal, my own tandem booth buddy, and also roommate, I guess. Snakes behind my back at your request to switch sound bites before the season is even over. Then, then, slappy fucking trashy wishes upon me the end. <laughs> and Rasputin sits there and doesn't even tell him no. Well, pod cunts, I say nay. Nay to you. If I go, I go a martyr, but I won't go. You will rue the day you got on the wrong side of Billy Billy. <laughs> and then a little picture. It says, forget the heat. I'm going to throw gasoline on this motherfucker. Uh, okay, Dilly. First of all, a lot to unpack there. One, in what way is the PSS 
Did, is the podcast a ripoff of the PSSS? We do it weekly, and we go through all the divisions, and we actually know who's in the league. And unlike you guys who only know who's in your own division. And now you don't even know that because you've gone down a division. Uh, two, you know, should we have said you should kill yourself? Nope, that was inappropriate. We apologize. We we do that. That was on us. Whoops. Our bad. You know, but don't kill at the yourself. same time, uh, you know, when you say that you toiled over the microphone to provide the podcast, we didn't ask you to. You just sent it to us out of the blue as if, hey, this thing I don't listen to needs to be improved. And, you know, Krim is the uh, the best caster we have besides Radar. They're equal. Equal brotherhood and liberty. Those are our three best casters. No one else even comes close to those three. Liberty, Radar, Criminal. So obviously we're trying to get those guys' voices on the podcast. Yeah. And, um, you know, as alternates, you know, like the Lush um, and Pepe Lay. You know, for the YouTube and the photo too. Um, are but really, also... it just hurts when you say you don't listen to the podcast. And then you try That's... to come on and give us advice about stuff you haven't even listened to. What's that like? Ag- you aggressively don't listen to the podcast. Aggressively. And then I wonder if you even hear this. He won't hear this. Um... Yeah, Dilly, we don't want you to kill yourself, but we, because we want you to live forever, like uh, like hocus pocus. Um, we want you to live forever with your guilt of um, of having insulted us and hurt us so deeply. Yeah, who betrayed who first here? We just reacted to your betrayal. It really hurts, you know. We have feelings. If you prick us, do we not bleed? That's Shakespeare. I bite my thumb at my <clears throat> damn it. I bite my thumb at these, sir. All right. Do you... <laughs> okay. So are, yeah. we, are we gonna go here? We can go here. Uh, I think we covered this. Finally, an email from Stephen Machado. 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 I'm saying Machado. Uh, entitled "One in the Books." Hey guys, Wolverine here. Please don't give me fail of the week. Ooh, sorry, bud. Uh, oh, just kidding. Shit. He didn't say that. Oh, okay. Since I was so easily dispatched from my first photo season, thought I'd get around to sending in an email to bring down the quality of the mailbag. Well, you can only bring <laughs> it up from the last email we got. So cheers, Stephen. Uh, I said on this cast a few times, but above all else, I first wanted to thank everyone in the photo community for welcoming me into your tight knit circle. Sure. I was likely brought in as a jobber to balance out the likes of Congrel sweats and twenties in the rookie class, but everyone's been great to me just the same. With everything else that's been going on since last March, it's been really awesome to be a part of something once again and have something to look forward to every week and get the competitive juices flowing. While it's obvious I won't be getting to the Alley Pally anytime soon, it's still been a blast and hope to one day get the chance to meet up with some of you when we do so. Now, let's address a couple of things. I was lucky enough to be on cast four times this year and have had a different caster each time. Now that my rookie season is over and you guys went 0 for 4, can we start to get the hang of pronouncing the city of Mississauga I mean, come on. Up here, we've had the respect to learn how to pronounce gong show names like Mississippi and Milwaukee. And Mississauga essentially has the same phonetic components of these. I'm sure you guys drink enough to get your tongues nice and loose. So I have no doubt you champs will get this eventually. I guess at the same time, I should apologize to the casters for trying to finish them off in the introductions after combining Mississauga, 
It's a hard thing to say. Okay, Steven, it's very hard. Mississauga with hashtag bullsnicked on the same player card. From the comments, sorry, from the comics, you'll know that snicked is the sound effect that's written whenever Wolverine's calls come out. And I just thought it'd be clever to combine that with bullseye from darts and end up with something that almost sounds like bullshit. I guess Mrs. Wolverine is right, and I can't really do clever. Suggestions for next season's hashtag gladly accepted. I think it should be hashtag black bullseye, clearly. Uh, and speaking of bullseye, didn't realize how much commotion I'd cause with the black bull on my board. See, yeah, exactly. When I went to buy a board a couple of years ago, I didn't even notice it or clue in that green slash red was the standard. I just knew that it had no staples in the middle and was on sale as an out-of-box floor model. Don't worry, I'll probably have to replace it soon, not just from regular usage, but I recently watched a YouTube video on maintaining your dartboard by taking a bottle and spraying it with water. It was only after I did this that I realized it was a really old video of dartboards and they aren't made of cork anymore. Whatever, I'm still a rookie in the truest sense, and I'll kick your ass in pinball. In all seriousness, thanks again for a great first season and looking forward to hanging out with awesome folks in E-Division and slowly getting better. Hopefully I can break the podcast curse and actually win a match if you guys pick me on who you got instead of using that as a rallying cry for fail of the week. Love the pod and all the work that the commission, the spreadsheet guys, the casters, and everyone else does to make this league strong and compelling. Wolverine. Stevie, what a nice email, man. Thanks so much for writing in. And, uh, you know, do better next time. You know, just <laughs> don't lose the blade. It's easy. Yeah, that that was a really nice email. And, yeah, you know, uh, uh, your first... You know, we mentioned it in fail of the week, but uh, yeah, your first go in the in the playoffs wasn't your best darts. That's perfectly natural. You'll get them next season. If you'd like your email to be read on the Photo Weekly in Maskell's Railbag or Rascal's Mailbag, please write in to photoweeklypodcast at gmail.com. That's F-O-D-L weekly podcast at gmail.com. Who you got? Who will win? Who will lose? Red Rascal and Slappy Pappy choose. <laughs> I choked on that one. <coughs> this week, you guys, we don't have Around the League because it's the same it was before uh, we did the podcast. So uh, we're going straight into who you got. Results from last week, it was a dead tie, 3-3. Uh, the main reason for that was uh, we somehow messed up the uh, matches. So we were predicting two matches that did not exist. I think we said like... <laughs> Alki versus Uncle Corky. That didn't happen. Uh, so we had to just scratch those from the record. And then we are we so good at this. And I honestly, I, I went back and looked. At, the spreadsheet was changed after the fact. So it was a spreadsheet error, not on our end, but uh, Rascal's Conspiracy Corner, folks. You know, uh, it's coming up just, next week. I feel like the Hulk. Like I just got to like calm myself down so I don't, so it doesn't just burst out of me. Um, that leaves us on the season at. 61 total for Slappy. I'm sorry, 81 total for Slappy. Sorry, 61 total for Rascal to 72 from Slappy. So uh, I'm itching closer. It's it's nine point difference. Going to need a lot of big wins this week uh, in playoff week two. Um, starting down in E, you've got in the D promotion playoffs, our favorite Slappy versus our least favorite Blade. Slappy. Oh, I mean... Telling it like it is. Slappy, who ya got? <laughs> How many are we even playing? I don't even know. Is it best of five, best of four? I think it's best of five. I will pull it up and confirm. First... Right now, right now. 
It is uh, first to four. So, so same format as last. First week. to four. All right. I'm going to go uh, four nothing blade to the old reverse curse. Uh, I'm going to go slappy four to two. All right. Ma- moving on. Magic wizard versus cleaner. Rascal, who you got? I'm going cleaner four to three. Mm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Magic Wizard four three. Wow, picking against yeah. your boy. He won't listen. <laughs> no, of course not. Moving up to the CD playoffs. Uh, this is uh, still in the promotion playoffs, I believe. Yeah, uh, winner to see Triple T versus Alki Slappy. Who you got? Also first to four, or is it this one first to five? This one is first to six, actually. First to six. Whew, this is tricky. I'm going to go triple T six, four. Triple T six, four. I think Alki's going to keep rolling and I'm going Alki six to four. All right. Uh, this is the loser's bracket, AKA the unholy cannoli bracket. Uh, we've got <laughs> Corky versus Ozilla. Rascal, who you got? Man, Ozilla is really good. I'm going Ozilla. And how many legs are they playing? They are playing five legs. I'm going Ozilla five to one. Mm. Yeah, I think you're, I, I'll go five two, but I think you're right. I think Ozilla's gonna make a show. And in the uh, cannoli bracket semifinals, so another losers bracket, but one uh, forward, one stage forward. You got Madhouse versus Scooter Magooch. Who you got, Slappy? Oh, uh, I'm going to... Oh. Scooter, I'm so sorry. You know how much I love you. But I I don't think he's going to take a leg. I think Madhouse sweeps. Madhouse, 5 nothing. Wow. <laughs> Rascal's going Madhouse, 5-3. to three. Mm. All right, moving on to C Division. Winner to be DJ versus Hacksaw. Rascal, who you got? Uh, oh, this is tough because I, I bet yeah. on Hacksaw one, and uh, he threw really well. Um, but I love DJ. Yeah, um, it's tricky. tricky. Hacksaw is really good at darts. I'm going Hacksaw, and it is uh, first to six legs. Going Hacksaw six to four. Mm. I am gonna go the other way. I predict an LLD. And I think DJ takes it 6-5. Boom. Moving up to B. Winner to A. Slappy. Bud versus Repat. Who ya got? I I think this is Bud's season. It, what is, it's first to six again? Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy, oh, boy. 6-4 Bud. 6-4 Bud. Uh... Yeah, I think I think it's Bud season. I'm going six three, Bud. Hmm. Finally, up in A, the semifinals, first to six, winner to the finals, Dragon versus Surgeon, Rascal. Who ya got? <laughs> well, last week I picked against you, Surgeon. You won, so I'm going Dragon first to six, uh, six to four. Yeah, I'm gonna push his buttons even harder. I'm gonna go Dragon six two. Ooh, 
<laughs> it's going to be one. <laughs> He's going to love and that. And finally, a rematch of the finals from last year. King Raj versus left-hand hooligan Slappy. Who you got? Hey, left-hand bad guy. We've mended our fences. I think you got it this time. I'm going left-hand in the LLD left-hand 6-5. Left-hand 6-5. Rascal's going left-hand 6 to suck it, Raj. Wow. Wow. Left hands here. Hashtag team big body. Right into the podcast, Raj. Tell me how you feel. All right. That's it for this week. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If if you tune in for the first time to listen to the Darts Referee, please stick around. Follow us on Twitch, the FODL. Uh, we, we do a lot of fun stuff. Our, I promise you our, our, our casts are very fun to watch, even though the Darts maybe not – the best in the world, but the, the presentation is it, we broadcast on Twitch Monday through Thursday, uh, 8, 9, 10 p.m. Eastern time, uh, and it's a lot of fun. We'd love to have you join us in the chat and uh, eventually even maybe come join us in the league. Uh, we also should thank the, the darts referee once more for joining us. Thank you, Jack. Thank you for joining Nah, us. fuck him. Fuck that guy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Thanks, Jack. Fuck, fuck that perfect gentleman. Yeah, how dare he come on our show and be awesome and nice and do it for nothing and be the best. <laughs> what a what a jerk. Hey. Hey fireman. We love you. Thank you for finally putting our questions to rest a couple of weeks ago. And now all we can do is thank you for the work you do for the world. And tell you how much you mean to us. Rest up and come back soon because this league is trash without you. You've been listening to the Photo Weekly. Tune into Darts Night on Twitch every Monday through Thursday on twitch.tv slash FODartLeague. The opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the casters and are not representative of the photo. And in all questions should be directed to the law. See you later.